This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So I want to start with a poem by Langston Hughes, uh, a poet from the middle of the 20th century who writes about the black experience. And I have always loved this poem. Hold fast to dreams. For if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field covered in snow. Our dreams are so important. And one of the things that I think we need to think about is worth. Are we worthy of our dreams? And are our dreams worthy of us? Mary Morrissey, who was the head of LEC in Portland, some of you know her from that context. She has done many of the Prosperity Plus classes that we've taken, and she's um, kind of the queen of dream builders. She talks about five characteristics of a worthy dream. So I invite you to think about a dream that you hold in your heart right now. Maybe it's a dream to have a baby. Maybe it's a dream for a new business. Maybe it's a dream to have a partner in your life. Maybe it's a dream to expand your experience in some area. So the first quality is, does this dream light you up? Does it live in your heart? And if it lives in your heart, that's the first qualification. You have to really, really care about it. Secondly, is this dream something that aligns with your core values? If it doesn't align with your core values, it's not worth your energy. That's so important. Third, is this dream something that will require you to grow. If you already know how to do this just as you are, it's not a worthy dream. It's past tense. You have to, in partnership with this dream, call forth something from yourself that is not there today. Fourth, Is this dream something that requires the help of a higher power? So much like the third one, it needs something more than what the current you has to give, and it needs it from something higher. It needs to be able to pull in angels from everywhere in order to make it happen. You don't know how right now. If you know how, your dream is too small. Even take if your dream is to have a baby. Well, yes, you do know the facts of life. You've learned them by now. So theoretically, you know how to make a baby. But do you? Do you? Beyond the biology, how does this amazing baby come forth? Did you know how to do that? You did not. None of us do. 
It's something that is so important to let this be something that we partner with the divine in order to bring forth. And finally, the fifth quality is, is there good in this dream for others? It can't be a self-centered dream. Again, taking the idea of the baby, is there good in this for others besides the couple who is conceiving this baby? Yes, this, this baby is going to come forth and bless the world. If you want a partner, and you might think, well, that's selfish, that's just for me, but this partnership that you create expands the light that either of you have in the moment. And this light is a blessing for the planet. Who knows who you as a couple will inspire? It is definitely a worthy dream. So you have to ask yourself these questions to decide if your dream is even worthy of you. And then, once you have decided that it is, you have to examine, are you worthy of the dream? So I'm going to say to you right now that if the dream has come to you, just know you are worthy. You are a divine creator. And you have created this dream from the divinity, the power of imagination and love that reside within you. Now, you may be tempted to think you're not worthy of the dream. Who am I to have this dream? You might say to yourself, who am I to be so bold? I know you know the Marianne Williamson poem about shining your light and and not telling yourself you're less than. But I want you to think about some of the people that you're likely to know. I, I don't know if you were a fan of American Idol and Brit, Britain's Got Talent and all of those shows, but if you were, you saw firsthand when it happened. And if you weren't, you probably have seen it on YouTube because it's definitely gone viral. There's a woman whose name is um, Susan Boyle. And Susan Boyle stood up on the stage of, a, of Britain's Got Talent. And they asked her what her dream was. And she said she wanted to be able to sing like Elaine Page. And you could see the reaction in the audience and among the panelists because Susan Boyle was frumpy. She was 47. She... She did not look glamorous in any way. And for some reason, we've got the idea that to be able to sing, you need to look glamorous, which is a pretty ridiculous idea. But it's, it's an idea that's out there, isn't it? And so as you watched the audience, it was very evident, and they confessed to it afterwards, that they were cynical how is she possibly going to be able to ever sing like Elaine Page? And then the music begins, and she opens her mouth, and every jaw in the audience dropped. She has an incredible voice, and she has gone on to record many albums. She, she just is an angel in her voice. Peter Potts was another one. He wanted to sing, Paul Potts, he wanted to sing opera. 
And again, they looked at him and he, he had struggled all his life with confidence and he didn't look like somebody who would be likely to be able to sing. Again, judging by appearances. And so here's this whole audience representing the voices outside of you who tell you what you can and cannot do. But Paul was not limited to what the outer world thought. He knew what he could do. And when he opened his mouth, you saw him step into his dream. And he has a beautiful operatic voice. You have a dream. And you may be telling yourself that it's not possible for you. You're dreaming too big, getting too big for your britches. Don't listen. Do not listen to that. If it came to you, it's meant to come through you. Just like the baby we talked about, you don't have to know how it happens. You just have to exercise your own divine authority and authorize yourself as worthy of this dream. Once you have decided that you're worthy of it, you have to hold fast to the dream. In unity, we talk about the 12 powers. So you have to begin by understanding that the Christ of us, the divine idea of us, is filled with powers. And we describe that as 12 powers, like the 12 disciples that, that surrounded the Christ. And four of these powers are really critical in our ability to hold fast to dreams. The first power involved is love. We have to love that dream. Our love and desire for it keeps us tethered to the dream. The second one is faith. We have to have faith that this is possible. You know, in the Bible, it talks about Jesus says, if you have faith, you can move mountains. He doesn't mean literally like the three sisters, you're going to move them someplace else. He means a mountain is representative, symbolic of obstacles. It's something that seems so big, so impossible. How could we possibly ever do that, whatever your dream may be? You will hear that voice in your head. I guarantee you, if it is a worthy dream, you will have the thought, We can't do that. That's too hard. We could never do that. But if you have faith, if you believe that with the help of a higher power you can, then you will. And you also exercise the third power, which is called dominion. And dominion, in this context, it's like you you bring out the inner monarch in you. And you say, This will be so. And you refuse to give authority to those voices that tell you something else, that tell you this is too hard, that tells you we don't have enough, that tells you you don't have what it takes, you're not a candidate, nobody will like this, nobody will listen, this is stupid, 
all of those voices, you exercise the power of dominion and you say, stop, enough. I believe, I love. And then you exercise the power of understanding. And understanding is understanding where does this dream come from? What is this dream? And this is something that's really important. I think we treat our dreams as commodities, something that is outside of us. And we tell ourselves, well, I have to get to the dream or I have to get the dream. But we put it outside of ourselves. And that is a mistake. Our dreams and we are one. When I think about myself, it makes all the difference who I think I am. If I define myself according to my ego's opinion of myself, I do not have what it takes, no matter how hard I try. But if I define myself as the Christ of me, and what does that mean? We think of Christ, and some people think it was Jesus' last name, which is not true. The Christ means the template, the divine idea of what is possible. So from all creation, there is this idea of what could be. And Jesus is called Jesus Christ because Jesus leaned into that possibility, that template, and his light kept expanding until he filled it out into all the ways it could be filled. And his reputation and his power continue through the ages because he did. He became the Christ. But that is not something that was just for him. He said again and again, everything that I do, you can do. And so we need to realize that each one of us is in potential the Christ. We, there is a divine idea of us. There is a divine idea of unity community. There is a divine idea of our dream. And they are all one and the same. We, are, we cannot put them outside of ourselves. We need to recognize this is who I am. I remember my nephew, Jordan, when he was four years old, one of his uncles said, oh, Jordan, you're so cute. I would just want to keep you like this. Put a brick on your head so you don't grow. And he very proudly stood up and he said, no way. I'm growing all the way to college. So, and today, he, he's a beautiful young man with so many talents that could not be seen, cute as he was as a four-year-old. And if you have a four-year-old in your life or a little toddler, you know, they're so darling. You, you do want to, on some level, just keep them, right? Just like they are. You don't want that time to slip away. And yet, every year, they become more and more and more of who they are. And they'll never stop growing. And if you are in your 80s, you still haven't stopped growing. You are. You are the divine expressing. And your dreams are what you do. Martin Luther King Jr. said, I have a dream. 
and his dream called him forth. His dream called him forth to be more than he could have imagined. And it brought other people with him. And his dream is still unfolding. Even after his body is gone, his dream has not gone. His dream has a life of its own. Just as with our children, who will outlive us, hopefully, and will go on to do things that we could not even imagine. Our dreams are alive and like a baby in the womb that goes on to be born and grow and develop and dream and create. Our dreams have that level of power too. Our dreams will attract others who want to play with them. Our dreams will do good, will be a blessing in this world. We need to understand that about our dreams. And when we do, we can do what seems to be impossible. There is a woman who lives in Ecuador. What is it? Guayaquil. I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly. But her name is Nelsa Kubela Kara. She is an older woman. And she has gone into this area that is filled with young people who are in gangs. There's tremendous violence there. And she had a dream to reach out to these people. She said, diamonds do not grow except in the mud, in the darkness. And these people are considered scum, these young people. Nobody wants to be around them. They're afraid of them. But she decided she's not going to be afraid of them. These are children of God. These are beautiful beings. They were once babies in their mother's arms. Even though society has treated them harshly, the problem is not with them. The problem is with the society that treated them that way. And so she goes into their area with no fear in her heart, but with this strong faith that love is the greatest power, that service is a power. And she loves them, and she connects with them, and she changes their reality. The area that she works in today is called Barrio De Paz. That means the city of peace. She has, there's a beautiful YouTube video that talks about her, her um, experience there. And, and all the kids are, are speaking too. And they're talking about like, I'm, I'm going to school. I'm going back to school. I, I want to do this in life. I want to do that in life. I have a child, and I'm going to make sure that child stays safe. I'm going to protect my child. They have passions that are coming forth because they have been valued as human beings by one woman. One woman had that power. And you are no different than she is. You have a dream. We as a community have a dream. It's a dream that comes forth from deep inside us that excites our passion. And we have a charge to exercise our dominion, to 
just push out of the way any voices that say we cannot do this. To be so in love as a community, to be so in love with our mission to embody love, to awaken spiritual consciousness, to be so in love with that, that the dream flows forth, conceived by that mission. And it has everything it takes and draws to it whatever it doesn't have. That's how dreams work. And when we know that, there is no dream that is impossible. No dream at all. So embrace your dream, impossible as it may seem, and let it become a reality. Namaste. Namaste.